Given the size of the data, uh, this network becomes infeasible to inspect a single entity. We actually took the extreme goal of always inspecting all entities. This is Traseda Talks, and I'm your host, Shreya Nandi. Our intention is to bring you perspectives, some our own, some from our group of even smarter friends and confidants, to help inform your opinions on how data, as the nuclei of digital and tech, will reshape the world we live, breathe, and play in. In this episode, we have Traseda's CTO, Kurt Kuypers, and our head of product, Chris Cardwell, and they are here to talk about our most recent badass product, Bad Actor Discovery as a Service, and they're going to cover how it empowers investigators of all kinds with the power of applied network theory to reveal hidden relationships at absolute scale. You can find the transcript for this episode on traseda.com. That's T-R-E-S-A-T-A dot C-O-M. And let's keep listening. Kurt, Chris, welcome to Traseda Talks. So we're here to talk about bad actor discovery as a service, also known as badass. So could one of you define what badass is? Chris? So using open company registry offshore leaks and sanctions data, badass is exposing hidden relationships to known sanctioned actors. And badass is really addressing kind of a key problem in the market which is identifying if there is any possible sanctioned actor connected to the individual or company that I'm seeking to do business with. This is important to solve for because a common strategy that criminals use to avoid detection in the financial system is to use, for example, shell entities, which may not have any kind of direct connection to the criminal. And, you know, they may layer ownership structures of the shell entity to really hide the true actor behind uh, this company or front that may be uh, opening an account or transacting real estate or opening up other legal entities or even moving money between accounts between corporations. The true kind of player behind this shell entity is is not not well known to anyone doing business with them. And this is a problem that kind of continues to uh, persist in the financial system. Lots of the findings from, for example, the Panama Papers and the, the FinCEN file leaks continue to expose how persistent the problem is and many of the challenges that our institutions are having a hard time solving. If hidden connections are a known issue with identifying and stemming illicit funds for bad actors... Why hasn't this been solved for? When discovering bad actors, the most simplistic way is just to check if your customer or potential customer is on a list of known bad actors. Obviously, bad actors catch on to that, and they try to have people or companies stand in for them so that they can still do what they want to do, but they're no longer discovered. And and to make this harder to detect, they try to create multiple degrees of separation between them and this company or person that is standing in for them. If you think about that problem, it sounds relatively simple, right? Because all you got to do is simply trace back from the person you're dealing with to the potential bad actor that is behind it. But this is a network problem, and it quickly gets very unwieldy. 
because before you know it, these steps between the person you're dealing with or the company you're dealing with and the bad actor can easily become two, three, four, five, six or, or more hops, which becomes almost infeasible for a human being to uncover by looking through this network. And even for a computer, this can become very expensive um, to do up to the point where it becomes computationally infeasible. And that is the problem we wanted to solve on our platform, to uncover these relationships, despite the fact that it's actually very difficult to do. Can you elaborate a bit more there with an example? How complex do these networks get? I think the first thing you need to do to um, get there is realize how quickly you're building up these levels of indirection or hops, as we call them. A very simple example would be uh, somebody who says they want to open a bank account, but it turns out he is married to somebody who is an officer of a company that is a subsidiary of another company. Their owner is a known bad actor. If you take this apart, what I just said, I actually described quite a complex multi-hop relationship. And so in a network, each entity can have, let's say, 10 relations. That's not an unreasonable proposal. Um, in reality, it can be more. So if you now need to go out, um, let's say, 10 hops, and at each hop, you, you need to traverse these 10 relations, then you're quickly talking about inspecting billions or actually uh, tens of billions of potential uh, entities in this network. Fundamentally, what are the challenges that Badass solves for that other lookup services haven't been able to? I think solving the problem of bad actors trying to hide behind these levels of indirection or these hidden relationships, if you will. To do that, you need to solve two very difficult problems. The first one is you need to solve the problem of finding all these hidden relations or even non-hidden relations. So you need to build this enormous collection of relations. These can be uh, known relations, corporate information, corporate structure, uh, and they can be um, stuff that's harder to uncover, like people living on the same address or people being related. You could take this to an extreme, people who are childhood friends, right? The first challenge is building that, having all that information in one place. And then the second challenge is, once you have all that information, exploiting it to find these hidden or indirect relationships between bad actors and people that you might be doing business with. To push a bit more into the first piece, building an enormous collection of relations, what data goes into bad actor discovery? So we're using all publicly accessible data uh, from company registry information that illustrates officer of relationships, beneficial owners, legal officers of these companies, as well as offshore leaks that have been made public and government sanctions lists that all are aggregated together to power badass. So in terms of the data sets, specifically from the offshore leaks, those include Panama Papers, Paradise Papers, Azerbaijani, Laundromat, many of these leaks that have been made available through ICIJ and the OCCRP, those are included in the data. And to push into the second challenge, once we have the public data, what does it mean to exploit or reveal relationships in that data? 
Because data is public does not mean the relationships are public. The relations might be hidden in there, but you still have to bring them out. Even just integrating leaks data like Panama Papers with corporate registry data is, is non-trivial. The more subtle your relations become, the, the harder it is to actually uncover them in that data. Even if all the relationships were known, you can hide in plain sight because the enormity of the amount of data you need to investigate as you move through these layers of indirection. When we talk about the scale of some of these hidden relationships and connections, if we look at company registry information, we're looking at 400 million different entities, 100 million different individuals. Sanctions lists are tens to hundreds of thousands, while uh, offshore leaks are also in the tens to the hundreds of thousands, where those entities have multiple relationships. When we scale out to the number of relationships possible, we're talking billion um, connections between all of these entities. Given the size of the data, uh, this network becomes infeasible to inspect a single entity. We actually took the extreme goal of always inspecting all entities. We now know how and why a badass was built. So who's using it? And so with a click of the button, um, Badass can show an investigator the hidden connections of an entity to a sanctioned bad actor. And this helps investigators in two ways. First, they can search across many data sets that typically aren't integrated. So leaks with company ownership and uh, the sanctions list. But more importantly, now that the data is together, Badass can directly show the connections to these sanctioned entities. So for you know an advanced investigation, for example, the process to kind of collect this data, piece together the relationships uh, across that data, it may take weeks or even months to identify the expanded network um, of relationships for a suspected entity. But with Badass, those potential connections are shown and the investigator can um, use this as an early lead on what relationships to look into and investigate even further. Right. And bank investigators aren't the only ones who need to be cognizant of financial crime. Who are the other types of people who can use Badass? It can be used as a screening tool for new customers and clients. Specifically, for example, uh, real estate agents. They may want to use Badass for a quick scan to search for new clients, which can help prevent money launderers from entering the financial system through real estate purchases. For lawyers, uh, a quick search of these new clients can also prevent criminals who may be seeking the uh, lawyer's advice for setting up a new LLC or a business, which may serve as a front for the money launder activities. In both cases, scanning for new client names will not only scan for known bad actors who are sanctioned, but basically allow lawyers and real estate agents to give a second thought about who may be connected to these actors and make sure they're not getting involved in any possible suspicious activity. When it comes to wealth management, Badass can be a useful tool for customer diligence, can also help search for prospective clients who are not connected to bad actors, but closely connected with current wealth clients. For example, if a wealth manager is already working with a customer who has multiple business, those business partners may be good prospects for wealth management business, and they already know the source of wealth. Are there any interesting stories you've come across in the data? So in terms of interesting stories, there is one related to Darren DeBono. He's an international football player 
who has been linked to a money laundering case that involved fuel smuggling from Libya into Italy through Malta. With that actor discovery, um, you're able to quickly visualize the network of these companies which are now sanctioned and uh, also see additional actors who played a part in, in that role. And across the network of these companies, you can easily see how De Bono was the center of this, as well as a couple auditors that help facilitate this network of companies. Why did Traceda choose to make Badass free? We want to showcase our capabilities to the world. And then we want to make this data uh, publicly available for people to, to be able to check these things and, um, and actually uh, be more effective at un- uncovering these hidden relationships. It, it basically becomes a way for us to build a capability that we can leverage to solve many large problems that we believe are all expressed as network problems. Badass seems quite different from products Traceda has developed historically. What are the principles underlying these next-gen Traceda products like Badass? First would be five minutes to value. So being able to quickly see with a single click of the button paths to these bad actors is one of these these principles applied for usability. Because if you do have these paths to the bad actors, the next thing you want to know is investigate exactly how are they connected. Being able to see the explanation for you know, similar address or officer of relationships give the user the ability to, to exploit these. Gamification really involves user engagement with the product. The thought behind gamification of, of these enterprise apps is that engagement with Uh, the end users is going to be important to kind of addressing some of these large problems. So there's definitely a trend in the industry to share more data, share more stories, and customers who are engaged with the platform and continuing to contribute to um, the community, having kind of a gamified, uh, engaging application uh, will help encourage collaboration across the industry. Now, we always end with what we lovingly call the one mic stand. This is where Kurt, Chris, we ask you to make a prediction. What is the one thing that Traceda is paying attention to or is top of mind as you think through where our products will go? I am first and foremost a software developer for uh, big data processing and big data analytics. That's where most of my attention goes, and I'm currently paying in particular attention to the um, convergence of big data processing and cloud, which, for example, in um, open source Spark is, is happening through containerization. So basically what's happening is Spark is moving off these kind of dedicated platforms for big data processing, like um, Spark standalone and Hadoop and is moving into the more generic um, container ecosystem um, like uh, like Kubernetes. Great, uh, lots of implications for, uh, for anybody who is uh, active in this space. So I think when it comes to something we're paying attention to in the enterprise software space, it's this move to obviously consumerized applications. So with consumerization, 
that is coming back to um, an application that users are, are engaged in. So not only kind of solving the, the big business problem, but also doing it in a way that users can quickly see the value and use it easily and effectively in a way that they want to continue using the application to address these, these big problems out there. Kurt, Chris, thank you for joining us. Thanks, sure. Thank you. If you want to know more about the power of badass, try it yourself at traseda.com forward slash badass. That's traseda.com forward slash B-A-D-A-A-S. And if you're left wondering about anything else related to Traseda Talks, email us at curious at traseda.com. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S at traseda.com. And give us a follow on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And feel free to subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. And we'll talk data to you soon.